good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, give the Lord a great shout of praise to start a Monday morning. You're in the house of the Lord on day nine. And some of you have never been in church that much your whole life, but I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome all of you guys who are online. Hello, welcome everybody. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Give somebody a high five and grab a seat. This is, this is a significant morning. I wanna just tell you how proud I am that when you show up on day nine, that this, these next three days are the hard days. I'm just telling you right now, because you put in that first week and uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday's the hump day, and then Thursday will be a little hard, and then Friday you're gonna feel a lift, and then that last week is the home stretch, and, and uh, you know, that's when God's gonna really talk to you in that third week, some of the things you've been praying for, the breakthroughs. I can tell you historically that, that God has revealed things. I look back in my journals, and that last week of the 21 days, um, God speaks. So I wanna encourage you to press in and to stay, stay on course. This is gonna be the time that, that tests your soul a little bit, but I want you to get up and kind of force yourself up, do whatever you have to do the night before. Y'all know this, right? The day starts the night before, so do what you have to do, and, uh, and I wanna encourage you to go all in, and that's what I wanna talk about today. We're going through these Beatitudes of Jesus again. I thought, what a perfect thing to do for the 21 days of prayer just to focus on Jesus' words. And today we come to this little phrase, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, those are the ones who will be filled. Blessed are you when you decide I'm going to go all in. Like I am just going to, I have a deep hunger and a thirst to do what's right. And God says those people will be filled. It was about five or six 21 days of prayer ago that my friend Clay Clement, um, someone I was just getting to know, a new member of our church, he was sitting there and um, he had gotten everything he wanted out of life, very successful. He was the head of, um, of stores for a very large home improvement company. Um, and I was listening to him recently tell his story to another gentleman, we were at lunch, and what he said was, he looked across that table at that guy, he says, I was a good church guy. I went to church, I'd even go to Sunday school once in a while, um, gave, uh, I thought I was a good Christian man, but I never really knew God, never really read the Bible, never had time for a small group, checked that box to go to church. But one day he showed up at Heartland and he said something inside just moved me and I knew I wanted something more. It was the first day he realized there's gotta be something more. And he started to keep coming and he started to grow. He felt this hunger, this thirsting for something. He didn't know what it was and it began to grow. Well, it began to come back and he decided to come out for 21 days of prayer. Never done anything like that in his life. And uh, here's what he said. I, I couldn't pray for three minutes, let alone an hour. <laughs> but my hunger for God was growing, so I kept coming. On day 17, I had a moment with God that changed my life. I said, I'm all in, and I gave God my whole life, and that's the day my life changed. And he had tears in his eyes when he was saying this across the table. You have no idea what it's like to move from just knowing about God and then really, truly knowing him. Now... 
I have this time with God every day. I can't spend enough time with him. I can't get enough of living for him, serving for him. He said, I had no idea what it was like. There's a life beyond what you know. There's, and, and part of what this whole experience is about is to encourage you, there's more of God than what you're currently experiencing. And I want you to start hungering and thirsting for that. Go all in. Because really, it's not just a that or an it. Start hungering and thirsting for Jesus. There's more of him to experience. Does anybody believe that? There's, there's more of him to actually know, and you can know him. Now, Jesus said in John 8, he says, I'm the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. So another time he's at a well and he's thirsty. Jesus himself in the human, in human form, he's thirsty. And he asks a woman, uh, she'll give him a drink, which was a huge cultural uh, no-no. Men don't talk to women and let alone a Jew talking to a Samaritan. And so it was really a shocking thing. He, he just blows through the gender and the racial barriers and the stereotypes. And uh, of course, she says the stuff about how, um, well, you know, we don't, you don't talk to me and how are you gonna get a drink? And he asks her to give her one. And then finally, he says to her this, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you're speaking to, you'd actually ask me and I would give you living water. Whoever drinks water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give will never be thirsty again. And It'll be like a spring of, of water that's welling up on the inside. Now he's referring to the Holy Spirit, which later he would say to you and me, anyone who asks and seeks and knocks, that door will be opened and I'll give you, as a good father, I'll give you the very thing you're asking for. So, so she says, please sir, give me some of this water, then I'll never be thirsty again and I won't have to come here and get water. And she's like, okay, I'm ready. What? And, and Jesus said, great. Go get your husband. <laughs> and she goes, well, I only have one. Uh, I don't have one. And, and, and he's like, yeah, right. You've had five. The guy you're living with now is not your husband. It's like her own autobi autobiography. He's like reading her mail. Um, like, like what she's really saying is, I tried five times to find the right thing or to find the, what I was really looking for, and I didn't find it. So how many people are, are, are still today, you've had you know, time and time again, you're looking for something and you still haven't found what you're looking for. So watch what she does. And I want you to see this little part in the story. Jesus has her attention. He's drilled right into the spot. And she goes, sir, uh, you must be a prophet. Now she recognizes her need for God, recognizes that he's talking to her, but it's all making her very uncomfortable. It's getting too close. And so she gets a little diversionary. She says, so tell me, why is it you Jews insist that Jerusalem's the only place of worship when we Samaritans claim it's here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship? Diversionary question. It's like, this is getting too close, so let's talk church, or let's talk theology, or what about those hypocrites, you know? This is what'll happen when, when you get kind of this moment where God starts to speak to you about going all in, There'll be a part of you that starts to go, whoa, 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 wait a second. This is getting a little, what about those people? Or what about that situation? And I want you to watch for that because it'll, it'll happen to you. Where, where God wants to take you somewhere and you're kind of like, wait a second. I don't know if this is, and you'll throw up some diversionary sort of question. Jesus doesn't really bite on it. He doesn't argue her. He says, look, there's a time coming. This ain't gonna matter. Your question's not gonna be relevant. And he says, the time is coming indeed. In fact, it's here right now in, in this moment with you and me where true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. 
And the Father is looking for people who will worship him that way. Well, what way? What was he saying? He just gets back to his original thing. It's people who seek him with all their hearts, people who go all in. So he, he just kind of ignores her question and says, look, the real issue here, just, just worship God, go all in, and you'll find what you're looking for. So one of the Old Testament verses, there's a verse that says, the eyes of the Lord are searching over the whole earth, and he's looking to find those whose hearts are fully devoted to him. I wanna go, God, that's me. Let your eyes fall on me. I, I want to be that one that you find. And maybe that's what you want too, to say, God, I, I want to be that one who's going all in. And God says, that's the one I'm going to pour my spirit on. I wanna put this thought in your mind that Jesus said the greatest commandment was, for us to love the Lord your God, right, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, all your strength. It's, it's right there, the word all is there. Like, he doesn't want a little piece of you or a reserved part of you, he wants all of you. So go all in, and he, then he lists these physical descriptions of worship, you know, with your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength. So I don't have the time to really talk about this. I got to wrap this up in three or four minutes here. Let me give you three thoughts of what God wants. First of all, we worship God with all our hearts when we express our affection to God. We, we actually, heart and soul, tell him we love him. Not just observing worship or watching worship. There's an old preacher joke about, about this uh, couple that they're going to counseling because they're not getting along. And the wife says to the counselor, um, he doesn't tell me that he loves me anymore. He never tells me he loves me. And the counselor goes, well, what do you say about that? And the old guy said, well, I told her I loved her on the day I married her. And if that ever changes, I'll let her know. <laughs> well, that's how some people are with God. Like, I asked you into my heart and you know, you're my Lord. And if that ever changes, I'll let you know. And a lot of people are like that in their expressions of worship to God. How many of you guys know, it doesn't matter how you think you ought to love somebody. It's how they think, right? So every lady in the house is like, if you don't tell me you love me, it ain't gonna work. You have to, sh and you better show me some true affection. <laughs> instead of just when you want something. You know, you've gotta, you've gotta have some, you've gotta have some, you gotta love me heart and soul. I just wanna encourage you. When was the last time you gave God a little bit more of you in your worship? The Bible says lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. That's a command of the Lord, like lift up your hands and, and worship God. A lot of people just, I watch it. It's just there, there's people who spectate and watch other people worship. You watch those guys worship. <laughs> I think God wants your worship. Only, you're the only one that can worship God for you. So you wanna give him your full affection. And some of you have never raised your hands before. Well, God says, give me your wholehearted love. And some of you will do it like this, which is, okay, fine. You wanna receive something from God. When was the last time you lifted your hands like as high as you could and just said, Lord God, like I give you all of my worship. I, like it's, it's a different posture. It's like all of me to all of you. Maybe you've never done that before. But I, I can almost watch the change in someone's heart when I see their physical posture charts start to change in worship. And I just wanna encourage you, give God a little bit more of your worship. Number two, we worship God by giving our attention to Him, by focusing our attention on Him. So this has to do with the mind part, all of our mind. We can't give 
got all of our mind when it's just filled with so much. So ask God in your prayer time today, God, what's filling up my mind? It may not even be a sin, but it's just, it's consuming your attention to the point where I don't have enough time to even think about God because my mind is full of, of, of clutter and chatter. And I just want to ask God, you know, pray that prayer today. Holy Spirit, uh, show me where I need to make some room for you. Create some space so that the Holy Spirit can fill you. I just would love to talk about that more, but let's move on. Let me just say, give you the verse for this, for this point. You want peace in your life? He will keep in perfect peace, or you will keep in perfect peace, those whose minds are fixed, focused. So focus your, how can you focus your mind more on God? Ask God that question today. And then finally, we worship God by expressing our affection, by focusing our attention. And then number three, you can worship God by offering your abilities to God. That's all our strength. Our strength means our, with our physical life. And God's given each one of you a certain uh, amount of abilities. And worship is simply take what God has put in your life and offer it to God. Where, where could I express my love to God more? Where could I focus my attention more? And how could I offer more of my abilities to you, God? Like this scripture, don't forget to do good and share with others, for with such worship, God is pleased. What more can I offer you? That's an all-in kind of prayer. What more? I know I'm doing a lot, but what more can I offer you, Lord? And I want you to pray these prayers sincerely today because I know there's a part of you that God is longing to fill. How many of you would say, I know there's got to be something more for me. There's still more. There's still more. Can I encourage you? There's more for you today. So go all in. Blessed are those, Jesus said, who hunger and thirst. Blessed are those who go all in for me, who worship me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all of your strength. And here's what he promises. You will seek the Lord and you will find him if, notice the little if there, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. How about we start doing that right now? Will you stand with me? Come on, everybody. Let's just begin to do that. Come on, lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Come on, let's bless the Lord together. God, we just come to you today, this Monday morning. This is the day that you've made for us to worship you and praise you. We give you our love today. We offer you more of our expression today. We pray that as you fill this place with worship, we're not gonna watch it. We're not gonna just experience it. We're gonna give you the worship that is due your name. Come on, clap your hands, worship the Lord. We give you praise today in Jesus' name, amen.